Welcome to the first episode of The Scores Table. I'm yeah. William Robbins. I'm Julian McKee. You already know what it is. This is our, uh, for, for our OG listeners out there, we used to do a podcast called Blow the Whistle. Back in the day, back in high school, freshman year of college a little bit, we were, yeah. we, were, we were around the podcast circuit a little bit, but this time it's different. We've got other side, my clothing brands. That's As a exciting. Sponsor, you already know. Yeah, I gotta hook you up with some free shit. All right, I appreciate. It. I appreciate. I need, it. I need my guy to model for me. <laughs> Looking crazy on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this podcast though. <laughs> Let's we, do uh, it. Let's do it. I, I think the difference between this one and last one is we're both coming in with a lot more experience and knowledge and definitely, definitely. Excited, more. I'm excited, excited to talk some hoops. More worldly, more sophisticated yeah. takes. Yeah. So for uh, just just so people know, I'm a Celtics fan. You're a Nets fan. You already know. So, in case we talk a little bit more passionately about you know those teams, yeah. but but we're both New Yorkers, and some people here don't yeah. like to represent the city that they love, and they, they oh, like come to on. go with some Boston come teams. Come on, come <laughs> on. Uh, all right. Well, our first topic that we're going to start off with is our we're each going to pick two surprise teams this year. So, Julian, first of all, what team has surprised you the most this year? Well, number one. Uh, I would have to give it to the Sacramento Kings. I mean, this is a team that the laughing stock of the NBA with, I think, the single worst general manager and owner who, I don't think Renadiv is is a terrible owner, but he's... Nah, he's pretty bad. He's not good. He's not good. And, yeah, I've I've been the happiest person ever to laugh at Vlade over the past five years, but actually, it seems this year the Kings actually have good young we, pieces. We might owe Vlade an apology. They have good young pieces. I'm actually not going to owe, owe... I don't... You know what? I don't owe Vlade shit. This is why. <laughs> when you pick at the top of the draft enough times, eventually, you're going to strike gold. Here's why I think we owe Vlade an apology. DeMarcus Cousins trade? Mm-hmm. Looking really good now. Definitely. Buddy Heald is really... Merged into um, a leading scorer. I mean, he's he's the leading scorer of that team. He's averaging almost twenty points a game. He's yeah. uh, he's shooting the ball well. He's he he. One of the, one of those stats I saw the other day about Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald is top five this season in like miles run on the court. Hmm. He's up there with guys like C.J. McCollum, Clay Thompson. He runs a lot when he's out there, and it's impressive. It's it's uh, he's good at moving without the ball. He's a good shooter. And it's 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 showing this year. I'm happy for him. I mean, he was one of my favorite players coming out of the draft, and uh, I was disappointed with how he played in his first year. So Definitely. he was nasty in college. He was. He was uh, took 27 points a game. He There's was also some apprehension with people who stay the full four years. Understandable because he's 26 years old. Yeah. And exactly. It's tough. But also, we need more Caribbean basketball players. Shout out to Buddy Hield. We need more people. I think he's from Barbados. Uh, I don't actually know where he's from. I remember. Yeah, I, he's from I remember. Barbados I remember. I read an article about him though. How about how uh, he learned how to play basketball shooting on um, like like a milk like a milk crate or something. Hmm. Uh, like it was like a homemade basketball hoop. Damn, that's crazy. So. I need to. I need to. So I don't know if you know your Barbadian food. I do not. But, I do not. Oh my god! How do you live in New York and you're not out of Crown? <laughs> I'm in Crown Heights at least once a week. Fair. Shouts out to Cox. Crazy, crazy food. You got everybody needs to check it out. I need to like publish my food standings. Food Instagram. New York. Def, I'm not gonna do a food Instagram just because like that's like a little too hippie for me. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to it. So and it looks like the Kings actually have a real backcourt of the future. Yeah. Dana Fox. 18 points a game in his second year, almost eight assists. He's looking like 
I don't yeah. want to say young Russell Westbrook, but there's but some Westbrookness to him, without a doubt. Do, do you know what? You know what? What I like about De'Aaron Fox, and this is uh, something that a lot of players you, and obviously all players love. Most players love playing basketball, but De'Aaron Fox, when you watch him play, he's having a good time. Like yes. he genuinely, he's always smiling. He he reminds me a little bit of uh, Corey Brewer. <laughs> he's just always smiling. He always looks like he's having a good time, and he's competitive as all hell. Definitely. I mean, if you were going to do a redraft of that draft, and I don't want to get into a full redraft here, but he's probably the second pick, right? After probably. Tatum. Yeah. It's incredible, because he was, uh, I mean, he. I, th- I thought I thought before the draft that uh, he was going to be pretty good, but during his rookie season, he disappointed a little bit. Would you rather have De'Aaron Fox or Ben Simmons? I mean, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a generational talent. <laughs> it's looking a little closer, though. It's, oh, it's This is a question, okay, I would rather have Ben Simmons as well. But I would think about it for half a second now. No, I, wouldn't I wouldn't have thought about, about it for it. half a second before. I don't think about it. I'll... Because of the, the the way De'Aaron Fox's stock is trending up, and but, but... Ben Simmons' stock is kind of fluctuating a little see, bit when you thing, see how though, teams can defend thing. him. Ben Simmons, though, is averaging essentially the same stats as last year. Yep. The problem with Ben Simmons is that people overhype both his strengths and weaknesses. Do people really overhype him not being able to shoot? I mean, that's kind of... No, he can't shoot. But, <laughs> but I mean, he showed against the Celtics. He hit a 22-foot jump shot. It was a lucky shot, it looked like. But then the next game against, uh, I think it was like the Grizzlies or something, he he hit another pull-up jump shot. And this one was like a on-purpose pull-up jump shot. And it all Philadelphia needs him to do is just be able to hit a mid-range jump shot. Yeah. That way you That's can't it. just stand in the paint. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, back to Sacramento. Back to Sacramento. I've been impressed with them. Dave Yeager's been doing work. He's he's great, which of course is why the Kings are not happy with him as a coach. But, of course. Of course. But he's been he's been a great coach. I've been impressed with uh Kali Stein. He's been good. Contract he's, year. Contract contract year, Kali Stein. Contract year, contract. <laughs> uh, but he, he he had a rough stretch a few uh few weeks ago, but he seems to be he seems to be playing well. He's averaging fourteen and nine. That that that's a solid that's a solid center. Definitely. I don't know how much I'd pay him in free agency, but... especially when you look at how centers. As much as I love Jared Allen, I love the the article I saw on the Ringer a few weeks ago about how he is replaceable, especially the yes. way centers are used in 2018. Yes. Centers are replaceable with there, what they're there asked are, to do. There are very few centers who are top guys. Yeah. There's not many centers that you build around in today's league. Mm-hmm. So, Kali Stein is replaceable. Definitely. That being said, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. So, if I was Sacramento, I'd probably look to keep him. And I was one of the people who thought it was ridiculous that they paid uh, Nemanja... Nemanja? Or Nemanja? Nemanja. Nemanja Ma- Bialica. Bialica, yeah. I was... I was... I was down on that free agency move because, I mean, it's the Kings. But he's done work this year. He's been good. It's a game, six rebounds. Could you imagine if he was on uh, Philly instead of oh, Mike Muscala? Oh, my God. Good Lord have mercy. That would be... A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of saved. Uh, Cleveland wins the East. Yeah. Cleveland wins the East. I mean, I mean, <laughs> nah, I mean, uh, not Cleveland. Philly, Philly wins the East. Philly wins no, the East. No, I wouldn't push it. I wouldn't push it that uh, much. They... Imagine the spacing they would get. I think the problem with Philly... Throw Bielitsa and Reddick The problem, problem with Philly is they, they have two guys on their team who are really good shooters. They have Reddick and they have uh, uh, Shamit. Shamit's nasty. But other than that, they don't really don't have that many guys that can shoot. I mean, I, I think most teams would be happy with 
with Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid all taking three-pointers. I mean, Joel yeah. Embiid is not an A-plus three-point shooter, and neither is Jimmy Butler. So Embiid's been taking a lot more lately. Yeah, which is not good for them. Yeah. They want it, They should want him in the paint. The problem is their other two guys love to be in the paint also. And honestly, even Bagley, I don't. I think Bagley should not have been the second pick in the draft. Obviously, I agree. I agree. That being said, he hasn't been bad. Yeah, he's been good. Tw- uh, Thirteen points a game, six rebounds. He's he hasn't been bad at all. He's uh, especially for a nineteen twenty year old. Yeah, I'm not sure how well he fits into their style of offense they're playing. They're I mean they're playing at like one of the fastest paces in the league. Mm-hmm. Not I'm, I'm not really sure how he fits into that. Uh but honestly, I think I think he he's showed me he showed me something and 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 before the season uh I picked Bagley as my rookie of the year choice. Not because I thought Bagley was going to be good, but because I thought he was going to be empty stats, bad team kind of guy, getting I thought minutes. he, I thought he was going to be getting minutes, averaging nineteen and eleven, and just empty stats kind of thing. But he's been good. How do you feel about the Kings' usage of him? Do you think that they should have used him more? That uh, Vlade had a point that Dave Yeager should have used him more. I don't, I don't know if he's ready for more yet. He's young. I mean, he's uh, he's like 19 years old. He's he's raw. He can't really shoot. I don't. I haven't. I haven't had that much of a problem. I like them starting by Elitza. Mm-hmm. I like the court spacing he provides. I think he's been good this year. So I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really had a complaint. I think eventually Bagley should be getting those minutes over mm-hmm. him. He's the young guy. But for right now, I mean, you know what I was actually developing. thinking. I wonder what the Kings would look like if their lineup was Fox, Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's been doing work this year, 15 points a game, throw in Bielitsa and Bagley, play him kind of as a center, but just have him run up and down the court, throw lobs, have him block some shots. He might be too skinny right now. Yeah. He might be too small right now. I mean, six boards a game for I think think they do play him a little bit of the center. 234 at least. Yeah. That's not terrible. Yeah. Better than Porzingis uh, was. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so our, the next team that we're gonna be that we're gonna be looking at is my my first pick, the Denver Nuggets. All right. The reason I think the Denver Nuggets are a surprise team is because their injury reserve this year is probably a six seed in the East. Mm-hmm. This is who they currently have inactive: Malik Beasley, Paul Millsap, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Isaiah Thomas, Jared Vanderbilt. Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray has been on and off. Mm-hmm. That's like a six seed in the East, probably. That's yeah. a damn good team that they don't have that they don't even have on the court. About right. I mean, I, I, Isaiah Thomas, up and down, but he was still he was an All Star two years ago. Mm-hmm. And and Gary Harris, great young scorer. Will Barton, great young scorer. Paul Millsap is probably the closest kind of thing to LeBron we almost have just in the <laughs> terms of like body size and do everything kind of guy I mean his stats haven't been great this year but he's still Paul Millsap's one of the was one of the better defenders in the league he's a good rebounder he can shoot he spaces the floor and he's one of the best passing big men in the league and they don't even they, they, they haven't even really had him a lot mm-hmm. uh, I mean Will Barton has only played two games this year Gary Harris has played 21. They're mi- Isaiah Thomas hasn't played yet this year. 
that's why I think they're a surprise team is because they haven't even had their roster and they're still the number one seed in the West right now. And I agree. And they've just had gotten great production from their bench players. Someone like Monte Morris yeah. came into the NBA undrafted. I'm a big fan of who's a really old school point guard, yep. 10 points a game. Someone like Juancho Hernan Gomez, who I was, I don't know. I, I was really, I, I love it. I'm actually a Willie Hernan Gomez fan. So when I heard Wancho was in the draft, I was definitely interested, yeah. but he's done well this year. 10 points a game as well. Trey Lyles, even though he, he had a bit of a, a rough start to his career, yep, came, out, yep. came out of the draft too early, but he's done well this year. Torrey Craig, my favorite player in the NBA who nobody knows about. Yep. Torrey Craig is a good defender. He can he shoot is. the three a little he bit. Is. He's been really consistent off the bench. He's even started some games. Malik Beasley, a great 3 and D, undersized for 3 and D, but he's done work this year as a shooting guard. And then my man Swaggy P. We need uh, some more minutes for Swaggy P. Let's go. Let's I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm up and down on Nick Young. I think that if you're counting on Nick Young for legit minutes, you're kind of <laughs> screwed. He's a microwave kind of player. He's a little old now, too. But he's, uh, I mean, he's he's a, he's a decent enough shooter, I guess. But, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it just speaks to how good of a job Mike Malone has done this Definitely. year. And how good of a job Nikola Jok- uh, Jokic has done. Mm-hmm. Jokic this year has been incredible. I mean, he's averaging uh, 10 rebounds a game. He's averaging like 7 or 8 assists a game, 18 points a game. This, I mean, he's it, he's literally Arvidas Sabonis if Sabonis had played in his prime and not in his mid-30s. Had knees. And had knees, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my favorite thing about Nikola Jokic, you look at him, he does not look like a basketball player. He's just, he's this kind of chunky dude, and he's... Just find him at an Irish bar. Yeah, and he's just—he's just there. Just, I mean, some of the best passes of the season have been him. Definitely, he makes it look effortless. His, his court vision is incredible, and having him and Millsap, mm-hmm. and even even Plumlee's a decent passer for a big man. Having those three guys has allowed them to really open up the court. Yeah, well. I mean, they don't—they don't need a point guard. They're—they can play Jamal Murray at point guard, and Jamal Murray. Got point guard size, but Jamal Murray's not a point guard. Jamal Murray five assists a game. He's a scorer. He's a scorer. Simple. He's a scorer. He's he should be a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. But having someone like Jokic in the lineup allows him to not play point guard. I mean, Jokic has <laughs> he's got seven and a half assists per game. Jamal Mur- Jamal Murray is turning into one of my favorite uh, random microwave guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he he can cook, he, he can cook. When he's on, he's he's hitting some good shots. He's a hell of a shooter. Definitely. I remember the debate before the draft about him or Buddy Heald, and uh, and I was I I picked Heald in that in that back and forth, and that's not really looking that bad right now. But Jamal Murray is much better. Definitely. That, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking as bad as it once did, but it's definitely going to be interesting but, once the Nuggets really get their full roster back. But that's why I'm a little bit now concerned because now they have they have some. Big time guys, they have to integrate back. I I, mean, it still thinks he's it. I think it still is it. Yeah, he just I, hasn't gotten a chance to show it. He's and I think him playing for Mike Malone is huge. I mean, Mike Malone was who his coach in Sacramento. He loved mm-hmm. Mike Malone. Boogie loved Mike Malone. The players love Mike Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Boogie loves Mike Malone. Oof. And Boogie Boogie doesn't <laughs> love a lot be, of coaches. He's got to be a saint. He's got to be a saint, definitely. <laughs> but. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is not going to be a starter this year. Isaiah Thomas signed in Denver knowing he was going to be a bench guy. This is his, this is, this is his boogie contract. But this is his audition for next summer. Is there a team 
that has a better microwave kind of bench backcourt than Will Barton and Isaiah Thomas. Because those that, guys can get hot together. Because each of I them mean, can, each of them is like a capable twenty points a game kind of guy. Definitely. That and that's crazy to have off your bench. Even Swaggy P. And 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 the one underrated thing, and I don't, and I don't think Porter Jr. is going to play this year. But Porter Jr. was at one point the number one prospect. Talk about Por- the drafting kind of stash. Yeah, I, I mean, mean. <laughs> he was he was a great pick. And if eventually he can get healthy and take and one day kind of take over for Paul Millsap, mm-hmm. that's a good pick. He's been doing his thing. 100%. So, shout out to Denver, twenty three and eleven. They're uh, they've been pretty good this year. Yep, without a doubt. All right, next team. Who's your next team? Los Angeles Clippers. Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, let's hear so, it. With a coach like Doc Rivers, I'm actually not the biggest Doc Rivers fan, but he's shown what he can do this year with this team. I like Doc. I have a soft spot for Doc. Well, duh. He- Got you a chip. I mean, that... <laughs> and, and he got us the number one pick or uh, first round pick in the draft. Yeah. Shout out R.J. Hunter, who I thought was going to be a good NBA player, and I stand by I, that. I don't know how he wasn't. That doesn't make sense. I, just... I stand by. I stand by that R.J. Hunter should have been a good NBA player. Yep. Just like if Malik Monk doesn't work out, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm on my Malik Monk bandwagon till I... my death. To my death. I don't see it at all with Malik Monk, but I don't. He needs a trade. Anyway, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get to the Malik Monk's trading next episode. All right, but I haven't seen a more likable team than the LA Clippers in a long time. You can't really hate on anybody the oh, Clippers have. No, every person on their roster, like they don't have a single guy I don't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Gortat in Washington, mm-hmm. but I mean. He's been fine. He's been able to show what he can do. He, we know at this point, we Avery know what Bra- Gortat is. Avery Bradley, one of my favorite players in the league. He's been an absolute zero on yep. offense this year. He's been, he's been really bad, and it's sad for me to see. But I mean, he's he's shooting sub forty percent from the field, sub thirty percent from three point. His defense hasn't even been the best. But do you think they, he needs a trade? No, I mean, he. I don't. I don't I think I think it's just he's got to get it going. I don't really. I mean, Doc's a good coach for him. He's Doc's not going to make him like do anything he can't do. Mm-hmm. He's just he's got to hit shots. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Montrez Harrell this year been fantastic. I've I've been a Montrez Harrell fan since Louisville. He's been he his contract this offseason was ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous barking compared to what the <laughs> KCP guy and. Anyone other than LeBron that the Lakers signs, uh, Brooke Lopez. Well, Brooke Lopez's contract is really kind of close to Montrezl Harrell. They've been huge, huge, huge forces for the I think teams. I think what's been cool about the Clippers is they have a bunch of guys who are in contract years, mm-hmm. and it's basically been for them just a bunch of guys out to prove something. Everybody has something to prove on this team. All Every single player on their roster is capable of... Of playing in the NBA, that's how a good many, point. How many teams in the NBA can you say that about? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. How many teams in the NBA have like twelve guys that every single one of them is a capable NBA player? The Clippers can use almost every single person on the roster. Yeah, almost every it's, single player. It's great, and I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been impressed with them. Definitely. And it's just such a solid team all around, once again. Yeah. Especially when you look at the young talent the Clippers have. Jerome Robinson hasn't gotten off the bench this year, but great shooter in college. He could really yep. become something in the pros. Sundarius Thornwell did work in the tournament. 
Yep. Year before last, I think. Or it was or was it last year? Give 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 me thirty seconds why why I'm not getting too high on uh, Shea Gildress Alexander. Because I love him right now. Uh, talk, talk me down a little well, bit. Well, in the draft, I was not a huge Shea Gildress Alexander SGA fan. I'm not gonna I can't <laughs> I gotta go with the abbreviation. <laughs> I'm not about to say this. But um, S- SGA. SGA. He's been he's been fantastic this year. I mean I was at this point. I can only have so much faith in anybody who doesn't come into the NBA with a shot who, that doesn't get drafted by yeah. a Spurs, a Celtics, a team like that. Yeah. But Warriors. his craftiness has been beyond his years, truly, for someone who's 20 years old. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's at, I'm, he's shooting 49% from the field, almost 40% from three-point, 81% from the free-throw line. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's been impressive. Mm-hmm. And he's, and like you said, he's so insanely shifty and that's something that we saw a little bit of in college but I didn't think he was going to translate this well Mm -hmm. this quickly too this quickly but he's been great really reminds me of a young DeJounte Murray young DeJounte Murray okay there's a lot of uh, similarities and I'm a huge DeJounte fan so this this has been very interesting to see yes that's a compliment then do you think this Clippers what do you think their offseason plans should be if KD isn't going to come? Well, I mean, or Kawhi I isn't going to come? What do you think, I think their I plan mean, obviously, is? Obviously, those two guys have to be their one and two priorities. I think the Clippers are the... I, was, but, I, I listened to a lot of Bill Simmons stuff, and yeah. his fervor of KD should go to the Clippers has really rubbed off on me. I agree. I think yeah, the Clippers I really think, are the best destination for him. For him. Jerry West, I mean. But if they can't get one of those two guys, I, I think you got to look back at bringing, or I got to look at look at bringing Tobias Harris back. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's I a mean, max player now? No, no. Tobias Harris is not a max player. Tobias Harris has been great this year. Tobias Harris is twenty-one and eight. Tobias Harris is shooting fifty forty, almost fifty forty ninety this year. Mm. He's been fantastic. He just I'm, keeps getting better every year. Yeah. But you're not winning a title with Tobias Harris as your best player. That's you, you very can, true. <laughs> you, you can you can make you can make them, and and I'm very big on prioritizing money for, and not not necessarily for superstars, but not overspending for players. And I think that if you can get Tobias Harris for around twenty million a year, somewhere around there. It's not a bad, not a bad price for him. Sean Marks. Sean Marks. Brooklyn Nets. But if if you're paying him anything more than that, mm-hmm. I'd be a little bit alarmed. And just one more note on the likability of the Clippers. I'm a huge Mike Scott fan, so I it's hate happy. Mike Scott. Hate <laughs> I Mike love Scott. seeing Mike Scott succeed. You're right. I, I forgot. I forgot that the one guy I hate in the Clippers is Mike Scott. Uh, I hate Mike on. Scott. Why do you hate Mike Scott? I just don't get him. <laughs> I just don't. I just. I know. I know he's a. I know he's a, a bench power forward who can shoot threes. He's a good bench power forward. I don't like him. I don't know. There's Josh just, Smith had kind of aged better. There, there, there's just there's just something I really don't like about Mike Scott. And I don't. I, I honestly don't know what it is. I just am not. I've never been a Mike Scott fan. Uh, whatever. We're gonna have to agree to disagree <laughs> on that. One. All right. Uh, Last pick for uh, surprise teams. My second pick, our final pick, the Indiana Pacers. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, they are sec- They're uh, they're third in the East. They're twenty four and twelve. I'm impressed. 
With and a, this is with Depot missing 11 games. This is with Nate McMillan as a coach. Nate McMillan's been impressive he's this been year. Doing, he's a coach of the year candidate. I agree. He really I agree. Is. Here's what's shocking about the Indiana Pacers. Julian, who is their second best player? Uh, That's tough. <laughs> it's Oladipo and everyone else. Yeah. Miles Turner's been a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I think I was expecting an all-star caliber center from him. With his skill set. With his skill set and his and what he should be doing. I've been very disappointed with him. I mean, I mean, thir- 13 points a game, 7 rebounds isn't bad, but he could be so much better. Mm-hmm. He could be so much better. Boyan... Bogdanovich is averaging 16 points a game for them, and he is their second leading scorer. He's been fantastic for them. He's been great. Talk about the floor space but, that he provides. But do you want Boyan Bogdanovich as your second leading scorer, Julian? Uh, I'll, I'll pass. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the offer. <laughs> yeah. Sabonis has been great this year. Definitely. He's been fantastic. I mean, 15, 15, and, uh, 15 and 10. He was someone I loved in the tournament for Gonzaga. Yep. The, the rare Gonzaga player that I love. Um, and <laughs> his first year in the Thunder, I was... It wasn't... My my, my love of him wasn't looking so good, but yep. that might have just been Westbrook being Westbrook. I think, I think what's impressive is how differently they've used him than OKC. Definitely. OKC used him as a floor spacer. Mm-hmm. That's this not year, what he is. This year, do you know how many threes he's averaging per game? 0. 0.2. Perfect. Not even taking a Perfect. full three-pointer a game. Not even taking half a three-pointer per game. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Use him as a screener. He can hit mid-range shots. He's a great mid-range shooter. He can rebound. He's a good player. Son of uh, the great Arvita Sabonis. Yep. But totally different player. And that's just the, the Pacers just have a collection of just solid players. They have a, they have a lot of guys who I like. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I, I like Aaron Holiday. Mm-hmm. I... I like I thought Doug McDermott was a decent signing for him. I thought it was a little Overrated, bit money. I thought it was a little bit too much money, but when you get Doug McDermott, you know what you're getting. Yeah, you're getting good three-point shooting. You're getting a floor spacer. And, they, and they really needed that. You know what you're getting with so many players on this team. You know you're getting a solid point guard in Darren Collison. Yep. You know you're getting screens, rebounds and toughness from Kylo Quinn. Kylo Quinn is one of the most uh consistent just Great role players, I Definitely. think. Definitely. Everywhere he goes, you never hear anything bad about Kylo Quinn. Corey Joseph, just very solid backup point guard. Yeah. And the Pacers really have a trade to make. And they have guys that Thaddeus Young has been fantastic for him, too, this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just... I don't know. I've been, I've been impressed with their team. I think that... I think that they need that second guy. Tyreek Evans can be... That he can't be the second guy, but he he should be able to step up. He has not been great this year, though. I mean, yeah. his his shooting hasn't been great. He's come back to earth a little bit after his monstrous year. I think a big part is uh, I'm not a big fan of his beard. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. I think, it, but I mean, I was very early on Tyreek Evans. I wasn't a huge fan of him off the start, but I remember what I remember back in the day. I used to. Wasn't Slam Magazine, but I remember I used to go to like CVS and cop like the really like the underground like high school yeah, mags. Yeah. Tyreek Evans was like the number one high school player in Philly. Tyreek, he, was, he was a point guard back Tyreek then. Tyreek Evans after his rookie year, he was looking like. Uh... I remember. Do you remember when he hit that like half court buzzer beater? Yeah, that was crazy. Tyreek yeah, was... Evans was nasty on the Kings. He, Tyreek, for a year. and then they tried to play him <laughs> at small forward. 
So, nah. Tyreek Ty- Evans is a point. Tyreek Evans, Tyreek Evans is very similar to what you want Evan Turner doing. Definitely. You want him with the ball in his hands. You don't want him off the ball. You want him creating. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I thought Indiana's a good home for him. So hopefully he can turn it around a little bit. Definitely. And if you're a guard, and if you're a team that's just desperate for a guard like uh, a, a, a one, like uh, I think Aaron Holiday should definitely be on the radar of someone yep. like the Suns. Even though I don't think the hol- I don't know if they have an asset to give them at this the point. The Holiday family, very athletic family. Definitely. Drew, Aaron. And Justin. uh, and Justin Holiday. Justin's gonna be a good contributor for some when he gets bought out or mm-hmm. tr- flipped. For and then and then, and then and then Drew's wife is uh, Lauren Holiday, who's uh, she's um, on the U.S. Olympic uh, women's team mm. for soccer, okay. or, or was I think she? Uh, I don't think she's on it anymore. I know she had a uh, like a brain tumor or something. It was uh, scary, but um, yeah. But she, it's a very athletic uh, family, without a doubt. So. Who do you think would uh what person on the trade even though the trade uh, block isn't incredible right now what person do you think that the Pacers should target number 1 For targeting I think it's the player who I thought they should have signed in free agency. I think they should, they should try to trade for Aaron Gordon. Mm. I don't know if the Magic are looking to trade Aaron Gordon. That's interesting. But I think that they should try to figure out a way to get him. I think that he'd be a good fit next to Oladipo. I think that Aaron Gordon has a lot of potential, and he's he's had a pretty up and down season. hasn't been the best, but I think a lot of it is just he doesn't fit on that team. Yeah, they have way too many big guys, and I think at this point they drafted like four of the same player. I think at this point, Bamba and Isaac should be your four and five going forward. I mean, those guys are so long and so athletic. That, Both that, have shown three-point ability. In the that past. has, that has the potential to be an, an amazing defensive front court. Actually, yeah, incredible. And then you factor in Jonathan Simmons, maybe at small forward, but hopefully they can get someone better than him. But he's uh, Terrence Ross has actually been doing work this year. Vujicic, Vujicic should be an all-star this year. He, he I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. They need a better point guard. DJ Augustine. Wise, he D, definitely should. DJ Augustine is a, is, is a great bench point guard. He's DJ Augustine. But he's DJ Augustine. Yeah. So Evan Fournier, he's he's been good, but I don't know. But and and anyway anyway, so we, let's get into our next topic. Surprise players this year. Reach picking two. My first guy that I want to talk about is uh, Marcus Morris. Let's do it. Marcus Morris, contract year, he's been great. If you had told me before the year that Marcus Morris would be the Celtics' most consistent player, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. I thought that Marcus Morris was going to be a trade deadline person. Mm-hmm. Expiring deal. He, he doesn't get paid a lot. He only gets paid about five and a half, six million dollars this year. One of the best contracts in the NBA. Marcus Morris has been our most consistent player this year. I didn't see that coming at all. I'm very impressed. Marcus Morris almost 50-40-90 this year. He I'm I'm shocked. I did not see this kind of improvement from him. And the thing that's been crazy about Marcus Morris is his game has been totally different than how he played last year. He went into this offseason and really changed his game. 
Marcus, the problem with Marcus Morris in the past has always been ISO mook. You get the ball, he's a black hole. He's not giving that ball up. He love he loves to post fade. He loves to take a few dribbles inside. He likes to pump fake from the three point line and take two dribbles in and take a mid range. You know what I, he's been doing this year? Gets the ball in the three point line, pumps fakes, and does what Steph Curry does. He he takes a dribble over to the left or to the right and stays behind the three point line. Oh my god. I if oh you had god. told me that was ever gonna happen with Marcus Morris, oh my god, that's I would have laughed at you. That's insane. And it's gotten to the point now where Brad Stevens uses Marcus Morris as a <sighs> as a calming presence on the court. Who would have thought it? And he's he's a must in their starting lineup now. He's yeah. I mean, I thought. I thought that him and Rogier were both going to be trade pieces this year. I still think Rogier is a trade piece, but don't well, that, that that's for another episode. <laughs> but Marcus Morris, dare I say, we can't afford to lose him in free agency this year. He's just, and obviously, I think we will lose him in free agency. We can't really afford to keep him. Mm-hmm. He's gonna want a lot of money, and I'm not sure he's even worth that much money because yeah. I, contract your mook exactly. But definitely distressing because as a Nets fan he's one of the targets I'm definitely look, no, I'm definitely looking at in the offseason if you can't get a top tier guy I think I think that Marcus Morris whatever team pays Marcus Morris if it's a lot of money is going to be is going to regret it but doesn't it kind of matter what organization if it's a good organization or not who who would be the person to pay him I think I think that the perfect team the perfect two teams for Marcus Morris would be either for next year would be either Boston or Philly Hmm. And I and unfortunately, I think he's going to go to Philly. This hasn't this isn't like a reported thing. It's just that they can afford him. He's from Philly. They need a power forward. Marquise is a free agent too, right? Yep. Oh. Markeith and Marcus are both free agents, and they're both from Philly. Well, that would be interesting. That's going to be interesting so, to see how it plays out. That's not something that's been reported. It's just something that I can see happening. And that would be the perfect guy that you can that you can really l- rely on to be a quality bench score even though his floors yeah. he's not gonna really he'll space the floor a little bit i mean he I mean, shot well from three this year i mean he's been incredible from three points this year i mean he's shooting 43 percent. he's taking he's taking uh five attempts a game from three reality so, how, how sustainable is this do you think that he that there's a I good think, chance he'll fade as the season wears on i think that for this season it's going to be sustainable okay for seasons going forward i'm not sure i'd want to be the team that pays him but he's been he's been he's been tough. I mean, he's been a perennial All Star this year, which mm-hmm. is not something I thought I'd be saying. Not at all. All right, who's your first surprise player? Number one, Brooklyn. You already know what the deal is, Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, so I've been a Spencer Dinwiddie fan for a minute, but just I feel like Michael Corleone and Godfather Three. Just when I think he can't get any better. Yep. He does. He's been incredible this year. He's been fantastic. A borderline all-star. I remember I remember we went to a game earlier mm-hmm. this season. It was Nets versus Pistons. Mm-hmm. And we started off the game and you were saying, man, I don't know who I'd rather have. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie or, or uh, D'Angelo Russell for it's the future. A, it's been a dilemma I've been having for the past year. And, so. and I have always been very adamant on Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. And you were right. And they just re-signed him, so that obviously he will be on their team for the next few years. Now it remains to be seen if they re-sign D'Angelo Russell. But Ugh. Dinwiddie 
has been incredible. He's been doing work. And I think that if his name was not Spencer Dinwiddie and it was something a little bit... More sauce. More like a basketball <laughs> player and not with the last name Dinwiddie. Definitely. People would be going crazy. He even looks kind of like a nerd. You know, he doesn't... He does. He's got kind of a scruffy... <laughs> Goatee. Not, not many people have the goatee connected to the mustache anymore. Yeah. And just that. Even though I like he, he's been growing out the goatee a little more. He's got a little more he's, sauce. Uh, but he's been, he's been fantastic this year. I mean, he's a he's a six six point guard. Mm-hmm. So he's he's and, and what's great about him being six six is that you can play him at the one or the two. Definitely. So he actually has the positives that of a combo guard. <laughs> so, what what have you liked about him this year? Um, he's been. When Karis LeVert went down in the first few after the first few weeks where he was fantastic and looks like the next the Nets number one player and future star, even though I believe he still will be when he comes back in a month or two, possibly. He's getting closer. I thought it was gonna be a season ending injury. So Definitely. that's very impressive. It was when I I, I did as late on my bed for like ten <laughs> minutes just staring at the ceiling like, bro, we can yep. as a as a Nets fan, we've come so far for this to happen. But anyway, he Stinwitty has stepped up. We needed him to step up and he did. Just a few nights ago against the Hornets, 37 points in 41 minutes, 7 of 16 from 3, with 11 assists. Against the Lakers, 18 points. Bulls, 27 points. Pacers, 15 points. Suns, yeah, 24 he's been, points. He's, he's been, Sixers, 39 points in 30 minutes. He beat them almost single-handedly. He's been really good this year, and the thing that I think is so impressive about him is he's scoring, but he's also been getting a lot of assists. And a fantastically hard worker. He he's he's a very hard worker. The improvements he's made this year, he's because he has not always been this good of a shooter. Not at all. He keeps getting better every single year, like Tobias Harris. And yep. that's something that's so encouraging to see, especially from someone who's only twenty five. And I think he shows a lot of defensive potential too. He's in being, a, year. being a six six point guard is a lot of def- there, there there's some defensive potential there. The interesting thing about the Nets though, in this recent hot streak that they've been having, they've been cooling off a little bit, but I mean they played the Bucks last night. You can't really expect them to guard Giannis. I mean Yeah. Rondé Hollis Jefferson's not gonna fucking guard Giannis. He, he should be able to. That's that's yeah. that that's the size. And that's and why we're build. not gonna resign him in the offseason because we shouldn't resign him because he's not good enough to be to, we can spend the money better on other things. Yeah. Anyway, but the, the the Nets have been playing. They've been starting D'Angelo Russell and Joe Harris at the one and two, and been bringing Dinwiddie off the bench in the wake of Lavert's injury. Okay. And do you think that Dinwiddie and Karis Lavert could be the one-two punch of the backcourt in the future? I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I think I think that they would need a really good front court as well. Definitely. Uh, that's a that's I think that's I saw a combo. I think, but I think I think yeah. And honestly, I mean, something something like a Dinwiddie, Levert, um, Kemba, Tobias Harris, uh, someone else, and Jermichael Jared Green. Allen, Jermichael Green, and Jared Allen. That's Ooh. not that's not a terrible that's team like, right that's there. Like a, that's what, like a six seed, maybe. Yeah, I was, I was thinking six or seven. Like six yeah. seed. And, yeah. and those guys are all young, so they can only get better. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to put you above Toronto, Boston, Indiana, Obviously. Milwaukee. But what Stephen but, A. said that really stuck out to me a few weeks ago when he talked about the Nets being in the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes. We're not going to talk about that. I don't really but, think that's true. And I don't but. really think that's true either. But that 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 one <laughs> that rank gave me so much hope. But anyway, is that the Nets just have so many good solid basketball players? They yep. just have a bunch of just solid guys that can Nets, go around a star. The Nets have no one on their team who is going to lead you to a title. I don't even think they have a guy who can be the second guy in a title team. Yeah. But 
they have the guys who can be three through nine. Definitely. And that's an extremely important thing, especially when you have two backs contract spaces. Yeah. And actually, the thing is, I don't know if there's anyone worth signing other than maybe Kemba Walker to a max this yeah. offseason for the Nets, which is very, very depressing, especially when you figure out that uh, Levert and Jared Allen are only going to be on their rookie deals for, what, two more years? Yeah, and so basically you have two seasons here to sign someone before dude's mm-hmm. got to get paid. And Marks and, and Sean Marks, and that's general manager, who's done a fantastic job. He's done a um, good job. He's he he planned for this. Are you we can sh- see are that we this sure? Plan. Are we sure that Kenny Atkinson's a good coach? I was the leader of that bandwagon two three three weeks ago mm-hmm. when the Nets had lost like they, nine out of ten. Because they because up until this recent losing streak or winning streak, excuse me. They have not been a very good closing team. Not Don't say not very good. They've been a terrible closing team. They've been a terrible closing they've team. They've blown like five leads in two minutes. and They've been, without Levert, without a closer, yeah. they've been terrible. I think, and, I think that Atkinson is a good coach. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure that he's as good as people seem to think he is. Do you think he's kind of Brett Brownie in that point? Where we're not, yeah, we like Brett yeah. Brown, but we're not like, sure if he's the guy to give them yes, a chip? Yes, Brett Brown... I, I yes, I think that's the perfect category to put him in. In the he's in the yeah, I'd, I'd want him as my coach, but not in a, in the category of oh that dude's gonna elevate everyone's talent. Especially when you're talking about a young foundation more and a, inspiring guys and motivation and stuff more like that. More of a more of a game manager than a. Uh, I like that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, this is still put, his first job. I put I put so. I put Kenny Atkinson in the Alex Smith category of quarterbacks uh. to coaches. Smith, I, I haven't watched football in two years. <laughs> Shouts out to my man Colin Kaepernick, but I—he's I, better. Isn't Alex Smith better than that? He's better. Didn't he have like good years? Until yeah, I think he got yeah. injured, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he's never gonna play football again. It looks like Fuck. he had an insane injury, but oh, but yeah, he's uh, no, he's he's a game manager. He's uh, he's, he's a. Perfectly... has the potential to be more than that, though. Yes, being yes. from the Spurs organization. Yes, but right now he's just a perfectly average coach I think above average but not that much above average yeah that's fair all right next player Draymond Green (laughs) because not every player we talk about here has to be a good positive definitely what happened to Draymond Green Julian got conceited Uh, Draymond didn't have to shoot anymore because KD was there Draymond Green used to be the perfect power forward good passer Good rebound. He's a great passer. Good rebounder. Solid shooter. Top two defender in the league. And along with Andrew Bogut, he was kind of like the vortex of that Warriors yep. offense, that very now, first chip year. Now, and and, and this, this is something I hadn't even really noticed until I've been reading about it. In the 2015-16 season, Draymond Green, 39% from three point. It's good. The next year, 30%. The next year. 30% this year, 24% from three point this year. So, so three year, three or four years ago, he was averaging 14, 10, 14, 10 and seven assists a game. Those are really good stats this year, seven points a game, six assists, eight rebounds. He's still passing well, still rebounding well. But he has lost all ability to score. Mm-hmm. 
And the Houston Rockets totally exposed us last year in the playoffs. I mean, they 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 pulled the Tony Allen treatment on him. Definitely. It's 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 incredible that he's just lost the ability to score the basketball. You got Markel Fultz. I don't. And also, every, <laughs> I feel every, bad. Ever, ever, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ever since I saw the uh, a meme of Dray- of like Draymond Green shooting with a backpack on, oh god, it it looks like he shoots with a backpack on. When you when you think about his jump shot, it looks like how someone would shoot with a backpack on. It's about crazy. Right. About right. But he's uh, he's just been not good at all, and he's gonna want a max contract, and he's and and he's tw- and he's uh, gonna be twenty nine years old in a few days. Am I wrong about this, or should the Warriors, if let's say KD leaves, okay, and it's Curry, Clay, and Draymond as the core three again? Yep. I think because all good things have to end at some point. I think you do give Draymond the max or a, a lot of money. I don't think just so. Just because everything has to end at some point, what, and you got to take what, care of your guys. You got to take what, care of your what organization. Are, what team is going to offer Draymond Green a max contract? What team is Draymond Green <laughs> Draymond Green on? Uh, Boston Celtics when he can play oh, defense. No, <laughs> just no. kidding. Um, <laughs> but no team is going to be offering Draymond Green the max. So I think that he will be back on the Warriors, just not for as much money as he thinks. Because I think that teams are smart enough to see, do you want Draymond Green as your best player? The yeah. answer is no. That's Draymond Green is only Draymond Green on the Warriors, and Draymond Green not being able to shoot has just been one of the kind of the Warriors' weird flaws this year. And I was listening to I forget yeah. what podcast I was listening to, but the thing with the Warriors is there is they've, they've lost their joy. Yeah, they've lost their joy, which might come back when Boogie comes back, but Boogie's never really been known for for bringing joy, joy to the situation yeah. unless Mike Malone's there. But like <laughs> he or his R and B or his R and B album is being produced. Yep. I mean it's not that's the that's the problem with the Warriors and they've also missed on a few drafts with I'm not a Kevin Looney fan. I'm not Jacob Evans has been a zero for them. I'm Patrick because now the Cavs. <laughs> I mean there's there's they've they've really kind of a Warriors team that was known for its depth when you could throw in a Leandro Barbosa off the bench or a yep. David Lee, that's the complete opposite nowadays. And yeah. with Draymond not being able to shoot, that weakness is just I mean, looks even way bigger. I mean, Iggy, Iggy's getting old. Sean Livingston's getting old. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of. They don't have that, but they've got a lot of miles on them. A yep. lot, of, especially Iguodala. I mean, he was the best player on the the Sixers and the and that Nuggets team. Yeah, he was. He was incredible. Yeah, and he was a huge signing. I mean, they weren't. Iguodala is what made this team legit. He a few made years yes, back. that is true. Was he, was he the last Mark Jackson season? Yes. All right. Yes. That was a against the Clippers that year in the playoffs, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. I need my Warriors timeline. That feels because, like so long ago. It feels like yeah. so long ago. It's crazy. Yeah, that was that was a while ago, and honestly, I'm not that high on Mark Jackson as a coach. Anyway, no Stephen A. Smith is absurd. <laughs> Mark Jackson, he's an NBA coach. Maybe the reason the, the Warriors didn't like, yeah, his, maybe he, Steve people Kerr was he, he, the, people give him too much credit for the Warriors. Yeah, I, I think. Agree. All I right, agree. who's your last player? My last player is Noah Vonley. So I didn't really like Noah Vonley in the draft. Kind yep. of just because he came out way too early, kind of like Trey Lyles, who finally, yep. like we said earlier, finally seeing something from 
but he also kind of got thrown into the the I don't I don't know the right the right word but he just kind of got screwed over by <laughs> as we're recording this the Denver Nuggets have waved my guy Swaggy P I'm not very I'm 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 the Warriors should resign him no no one should be signing <laughs> Nick Young Lakers. That's funny though. That that's breaking news as we're recording this. Anyway, back anyway, to Noah Vonley. Anyway, he kind of got screwed over in a few situations. The, the Trailblazers looked like a good fit for him at the time when the Hornets traded him there, but um, that was not the case. The Hornets. I mean, they also had Cody Zeller, and that was the was that the Frank Kaminsky draft? Yep. They they drafted two players who play the same position essentially. Wait, no, it was not. No, it was not. Was the that same draft? Was that Zeller? No, I think I can't, they I can't, took I can't Vonley remember. in the same draft as Zeller, I think. Von, Vonley was 2014. Yeah, pick number nine. Kaminsky, Kaminsky was in the Justice Winslow draft. So it was, a, it, was a, it was it wasn't at the same time, but anyway. Anyway, he kind of had a few rough situations, and now the Knicks did exactly what they should this year. They, until Porzingis comes back in March or April, or even if he comes back at all this year, even yeah. though... They, they kind of need him to for free agency. But um, the, the Knicks were smart in letting their season be an open audition for whatever failed prospects there are. They did that with Trey Burke last year, and he proved, he proved to be... He proved? <laughs> say he proved? <laughs> he proved to be a good bench scorer, which, which made, made me so happy as a big fan of him in Michigan. And Vonley's done work this year. Emmanuel Moutier, he's also done Vonley, work this year. Vonley's been good. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's been impressive to me about Vonley is that it seems that his three-point shooting has finally finally gotten to the, to the point where everyone thought it was going to be. He's been rebounding the ball really well. He's only 23. It's it's surpri- Well, he came in in the draft, or he came in the NBA at 18 years old. <sighs> I guess, honestly, the Hornets expecting him to provide anything in his first two years was yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And I liked the Blazers trading for him because I thought that I thought that Vonley was one of those like two years away from being two years away kind of guy. The shout Blazers out, have been looking shout for out Bruno Caboclo. <laughs> They've been, the Blazers have been looking for that third guy for so long and that might he almost look kinda looked like that guy. Yeah. He's uh he he'd he'd be good on that team now, but yeah, he's been good for the Knicks. And it just goes to show I think that now I, I told Will earlier, I'm on I'm I've fully bought a card. It's on my keychain at the moment to the Josh Jackson on the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> bandwagon. Let's yeah, let's go. Let's go, Josh Jackson. We need this. He's actually Phoenix been pretty Suns good lately. Have so many small forwards. Oh god. Tell me, tell me how you trade and and Ubre's been good for Phoenix. For like I'll give him two that. games. Yeah, <laughs> but tell me, tell me how you have Trevor Ariza, who teams want, and you can't get a point guard out of it. It's ridiculous. The Suns' mismanagement of that entire Tyson Chandler and Trevor Ariza situation. Yeah. All right, ready? I think the Tyson Chandler situation was ridiculous. That was James that was Jones. Crazy. You can do some favors for LeBron. Like I don't know, help you help him clean his garage because he got you a ring or something. Like f- do that. Like buy him buy him coffee next time you yeah, go to Starbucks. Yeah, it was weird to buy him out but this early. Don't in the buy season. him out. You can you can get an actual asset for Tyson Chandler. Even yep. if you packaged him with Ariza, you yep. can get like a decent asset. Instead of you got nothing. Well, you that, got that, 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 would, that would have been a lot in the same trade for for money wise. But, but yeah. who knows? But but okay, ready? Kelly Oubre, Josh Jackson, T.J. Warren. Uh, who else would they have at small forward here? Michael um, guard. Yep, yep. Mikael Bridges. Um, is that it? Who's been nasty lately? He was five of seven from three the other night. 
Yeah, he's. Cause I, I liked him in the draft. I didn't think Philly should have traded him in the mm-hmm. first place. He, Booker, and Aiton could be a really good young core. Yeah, they could be. But and, and I like and I like and I like Melton too. I think Melton's yeah. a solid. Needs to be able to shoot better, but he's yeah. he's, he's still very young, and he can, he can definitely turn his, his three point yeah. shooting around. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up that section right there, and before we end this podcast, the the inaugural scores table podcast yeah. here. I want to I want to say a surprise stat for you. This All is right. a stat that you do not know before I'm saying this right here. Okay. In the last three seasons, the Charlotte Hornets, in games decided by three points or less, in in games that are within three points in the last minute, All right. the Charlotte Hornets are 26 and 44. Ew. 26 and 44. Damn. So if a game is decided in the last minute by three points or less, Charlotte Hornets are going to lose that game. That's what happened the last night. Joe Harris got a steal from Malik Monk. Nope, that, was, that, that was a four-point loss. Uh. Four-point <laughs> loss. Four-point loss. Excuse me. That doesn't even factor into the stat. <laughs> that doesn't even factor into the stat. Oh, man. But what, is, do you that think, says, what do you think that says about Kemba Walker? It doesn't say anything about Kemba Walker. It says something about the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. I think that it says that that I mean I, I mean you you look at that roster it's not a good roster not at all they have a bunch of guys who are just either past their prime or getting way too overpaid and this might be Ambo and Nick Batum <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they have they have three guys on that roster who I like I like Kemba. You better say Malik Monk. Or I else like, we're gonna have a I, problem. I like Bridges, <laughs> and I like Zeller. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! This is ridiculous. This is blasphemous. As Stephen A. Smith was Malik saying, this Monk is ridiculous. isn't good. This is his second year. He's shown flashes. What does he do well? He's twenty years old. What does he do well? He can be a great heat check guy already. Doing what? Shooting. He's not a good shooter. He's been off and on this. He's been off and on. He's he can a, he can still he's a, he can he's turn a, it around. This he's is a, he, he's far a, he, from the end of the game. He's a god awful defender. He's a god awful passer. All this can change with a better environment. All this can change with a better Maybe. environment. I don't know. I, I, I think don't, actually I don't actually, see it with you know him. What? Popovich should look at him. No, Popovich should take a look at him. Imagine it because the Spurs need to. I the Spurs have been fantastic lately, and they've been got a great offensive rating, but. I think that team just needs to get a little faster, maybe shoot shoot threes a little more, play a little quicker. Yeah. But but I think they they need more young talent. Like Malik Monk could really help them. Maybe I think I think that they're the one team that should be really trying to get Markel Fultz. Mm, I agree. What's his name? Chip. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chip Chip Hannigan? No, no. Chip um, something. Oh, I can't remember. I don't remember his name. Anyway, but yeah, Chip Ingle. Chip Chip Ingle Ingle. England or Angleton. England. Something. Chip England. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Anyway, wow, that was pathetic. That we that. <laughs> anyway, but he's, uh, yeah, he's he's a great shooting coach, and he'd be he'd be good for Fultz. Yeah. But I mean, who even knows if Fultz is fixable? We'll see. I'm st- I still think Fultz will be good. I hope so. I think he does need to change the scenery. Mm-hmm. I think that he needs to be in a small market, mm-hmm. and he needs he needs to be somewhere where he can focus on any suppliers agent. Get him to Utah. Son. Yeah. Yeah, Raymond he, Brothers has a lot of clients. Fultz is his biggest. 
Yeah, he 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 needs to have like I think Fultz should have a, a, a smaller age and just everything just com- almost. I wouldn't mind Markel Fultz going off the map for a year, figuring everything out and coming back. He needs that because I still think I mean he 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 looked like a young Damian Lillard in college. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not this. I'm not the giving thing up with on Markel him. Fultz. Is he still has so many tools? If the he thing can't is, shoot, he can't the shoot. The thing is, if you watch him still play, drive, he can still he's still got a nice little fadeaway. If he's you still, watch Markel Fultz pass, play, defend, like if you watch Markel Fultz play. He looks like a good NBA player yeah. until he shoots the ball. 100%. He's a really good defender. He's, he's got an NBA body. He's quick. He's probably one of the fastest players in the league. He has he all, just, almost all the tools you want, which made him the then, number one pick. But then the problem is as soon as he gets the ball, it's a mess. And everybody has their eyes on him. Yes. So I think he needs. I think he needs a change of scenery. I think he needs a break. But and one last word on the Charlotte Hornets. This sure, is a sure. team that, uh, they if they could get Bradley Beal, I don't know if they have the assets, but God, they would. That would yep. be great because they need to. I feel like they need to show Kemba Walker something. I mean, yeah, because Kemba Kemba wants to stay. He wants to stay. Like he's begging them to stay. But the Hornets have been so incompetent as far as yeah. getting a second good player in the past. I mean. It's like they're gonna force him away. They would, I guess Jeremy Lamb is like a decent trade asset, even though he's actually been having he's been having terrible efficiency this year. He's, he's had the worst shooting percentage since he has since like 2014, but he's has I the most I points st- per game. He's just I been still, taking I, I a still, lot of shots. I still like Jeremy Lamb, and I think yeah. I think Batum hasn't been terrible this year. It's just he's way overpaid. And then MKG, uh, I, Marvin I, Williams, Marvin Williams, Mar- uh, just they have a lot of guys who I like, just not for that much money. And it's also kind of a weird system. Yeah, with with this the team that they have. It's but just... I, I like their I like their coach. Mm-hmm. I like their coach, and I like I like a lot of their players. It's just not for that price. I agree with that. So it's tough. Um, but yeah, that'll wrap up our inaugural uh, the Scores Table podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic. It's been nice. We we uh, will have another one coming out soon. We'll we'll be talking about different trade assets. We'll t- we'll talk a little bit about last year's NBA draft. Mm-hmm. And we'll uh, Lonzo Ball we'll, value. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk a lot about uh, <laughs> potential award picks. And we got we we got a whole lot coming in the we next episode. So know. if you enjoyed this, uh, please feel free to rate, comment, subscribe on the podcast. Helps 100%. us out. And uh, we hope you uh, listen to us soon. Thank you very much for listening. All right. I'm hungry. Bye.